Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not exist in this dojo. No, that's it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo. everybody for tuning in live. I invite you to check us out and give us a follow on Twitter at Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And don't forget to subscribe to have this show automatically downloaded to the listening device of your choice. Plenty of options, Apple iTunes, Oddbean, Stitcher, pretty much anything you can come up with, you can download the show on. Hey, Alex, how's it going? It's going good, man. We've got a big weekend coming up, a lot of uh, combat action. And I'm ready to kick it off. Man. I want to see some people get knocked out, finished. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a two. Uh, the UFC has a huge card tomorrow night. Before we get into that, I just want to bring up uh, the continued reports that the UFC is potentially for sale. Um <laughs> We've been hearing this for probably about six months now, maybe even a little bit longer in terms of the constant, you know, report here and there. What what really got my attention was when ESPN reported it. Um, and not that ESPN is always right, but before a lot of the reports were coming from these smaller websites, um, you know, that, that have a little bit of credibility but not a lot. For ESPN, in my opinion, to report it, there's got to be something going on. I know Dana White was on on, on one of the shows earlier this week and said that, hey, it's not for sale, but we got something else in the works. Well, look, of course, of course he's – and I'm not saying that I think it's for sale because I don't think it's for sale. I hope it's not for sale. But, uh, I mean, what do you expect Dana to say, right? Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're for sale. Do you want to buy it? Of course he's going to say it's not for sale. What do you think about all this? You know, you know, I saw him come on UFC tonight, and, you know, he did admit, you know, selling 10% of it, you know, a while back to an outside business, so, you know, to an investor, that sort of thing. But, you know, he's like, you know, we, we have, nobody's made us any offers. Nobody said anything. You know, if somebody really wanted, you know, to buy it, you figured they'd give me a call. They'd say, Hey, you know, <laughs> they'd, they'd put some money on the table. If it's, you know, 4 billion, 6 billion, you know, Hey, let's talk. But uh, as of now, um, they are not for sale. And that's what he said. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, you know, I'm sure they got a lot of they got a lot of hands in the pie anyway, 
So you never know. The number I can, that I can see where was, you're coming from. The number that ESPN was um, throwing around was three and a half to four billion, which I think is probably a little bit high. I mean, I, I guess I really don't know. Nobody knows because UFC's books aren't open. But there was also a report, and I think Dana White said this himself, was that uh, the Fertitta brothers want to get in the football business. And, right. um, you know, what better way to fund the purchase of a football team than sell the UFC? Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, an- another a- another thing uh, that I think perhaps you might everybody as fans might want to keep in mind, I mean, from the Fertitta's point of view, um, the UFC is probably worth as much as it obviously as much as it's ever been. And, you know, from an investment point of view, you buy low and you sell high. If they're thinking that this thing is as worth as much as, you know, it, it's going to be at least for, for, for a little while now might be the right time for them to sell who knows and really make a big profit off of it. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think they will, man. It's almost like it's their baby. I just don't see him doing it. If you don't think the Fertitas have enough money to get into the football business already, I mean, those, those you know, say what you want, man. Those guys got money outside of the UFC. They don't need the UFC to prosper, not with the casinos, no. you know, everything else that they do. They got plenty of no, money. No, no. I, yeah, I, yeah, so, I mean, I, I would if think they have that. Plenty if, of money if, that they I would think if you with. built that deal. Yeah, I would think if you built that deal and that was your baby and that was – I don't know that you'd want to let that go because there's so much more it can do, right? So, I mean, you're 200 shows in. You created that deal. You went global with it. You got it legalized in New York. You know, you did all these things. And then, you know, you finally got to that pinnacle point and now you're – and now you just sell it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But who knows? You never know. You never know. Well, you know, I think the moment that in sports especially, the mo- and, and not that anybody in the UFC has said, ever said this, but, I mean, the moment that people start thinking or saying that it's not about the money, that I'm in it for the sport, it, it, that means it's usually about the money. And if anybody knows how to make money, like you said, clearly it's the Fertitas. So, um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's interesting. I, I, to me, you know, like I said at, at, at the top, I, I don't think it's for sale, but the thought of it being sold really, really worries me because we've seen oh, some yeah, companies absolutely. get ran into the ground. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Once it gets sold, that, that, thing, that, that thing goes straight into the that, – that, I tell you what, if the UFC gets sold, Right, it's gonna be it's you know it's gonna be some sports media company that buys it, right? Because they're the ones that are gonna have the money to do it, who, right? And then on top of that, they're gonna get hire some goofball promoter. He's not gonna put the time into it. It's gonna get saturated. It's gonna become garbage. And then next thing you know, we're gonna have a bunch of you know little Bellators running around. I, I mean, you know, right now that you know right now MMA needs. You know, a Super Bowl, that's what it needs, and that's what that is. Ariel Hawani 
who I like to give a hard time. And no and believe me when I say this, no one has done more with less than Ariel Hawani. But um, he came out and said that uh, that the China's uh, Wanda Group, which I don't have any, I, you know, I don't, I, I haven't been following it that closely, uh, is the current front runner, and he's being told that a sale could be announced as soon as July. So wow. that, I, that was something that I just saw come up. It was an older uh, tweet, but uh, from five days ago. But it was this is the first time I've seen it, so I wanted to bring that up. But uh, Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like you, Faz. I, I just don't see him selling it. I, I don't. I just don't see. I just don't see him selling it. I mean, I don't know. But maybe that's just the fan, right? Speaking in me. I mean, I mean, they're guys who like to make money, money right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, look at this, right? They're guys who like to make money, right? How long have they been in, you know, involved in the casino business? How long, you know, and whatever else they do, right? If it's a, you know, if if you took this thing, you created it, you made it, you're the reason it is what it is today, right? Why would you let that go? Because somebody would just, I mean, somebody, somebody's just going to ruin that deal. I just, it, you know, I don't think it'll ever be the same if the same people aren't involved in trying to make it go, right? Because that's a, it's a different type of passion than at that point. Now it's, hey, you did all the work, hey, we'll go ahead and take it from here, and let's just hope it makes it, you know. That's, uh, you know, it's like you said, man, that's what happens to a lot of businesses, right? Yeah, because, you know, these guys come in and they buy the, they buy the company, and it sounds great. They want to make a lot of money, but the passion for what the sport is just maybe wouldn't be there, especially if it's a, a large media company. We've seen what television companies have done to MMA promotions in the past, I mean, Elite XC is a good example. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of like, and, and then too, also, I know a lot of MMA fans cringe when they get this comparison, but I mean, could, could anybody imagine someone other than the McMahons being in control of the WWE? I mean, if someone else would, if, if that company like the UFC ever got out of the hands of the McMahon family, uh, you know, who knows what would happen? I mean, because yeah. the passion. Well, would- from building it, just would never be there again. Right. Like it is with the there's something like to be said. Yeah, and there's something to be said. I mean, you know, you, you, you can't say they created it. Obviously, it was around. But, you know, they took it to where it is now, right? Yeah, yeah. All the other companies that are opened up and, you know, around and stuff like that, you know, they wouldn't thrive like they do without, you know, that one being so mainstream, right? You know, we you know, yeah. legacy wouldn't do as well. You know, all these other, all these other, and people can say what they want. Oh, well, the UFC exploits fighters. They do this and they do that. But, dude, I mean, let's face it, man. You know, they're the ones who made it into a sport. I mean, and, you know, I'm not going to say they created, obviously, they didn't invent martial arts, but they're the ones who made it into a sport, you know, got it sanctioned. You know, got it legalized. You know, took it to different countries. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, they're putting it on at a soccer stadium tomorrow. I mean, that's uh, you know, there's something to be said for that, man. If you go, you go a hundred shows, right? And you go, man, do you think we could do another hundred? Then all of a sudden, you're so busy that you just end up at two hundred. You know what I mean? You, I mean, 
don't you look at that? Don't you look at that as somebody who built that deal and go, God, man, how far can we take this? That's that's what I'd be thinking. You know, who knows? Right. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, I guess the flip side to it is there might be something to be said that perhaps it is as big as it can get. Um, you know, I mean, I, I guess the only other big, huge hurdle that I, I mean, and I don't even really think this is even on anybody's radar, um, but I think it would be big is, you know, having mixed martial arts in the Olympics. But, I mean, I guess that's not necessarily the UFC in the Olympics because there's a separation. But, but you know, to your point, I mean, what 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 Dana White and the Vertitas have done for mixed martial arts, right? They in general, are, yeah, yeah. They are, regardless of whether or not people want to admit it or not, because I know people would give them a hard time. They are the sole reason why there are millionaires that compete in mixed martial arts. Yeah, and. You know, a, a lot of people owe their good lives fortune to the opportunity and the partnership that they offered uh, those fighters. And, um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I hope it doesn't sell. Yeah, me too. That's all I can say, I guess. If you want to give us a call, 929-477-1077. Head up on any of the topics we're talking about tonight. Um, tomorrow night, Bellator 154. Uh, not a, not a whole lot to talk about on that card except for one fight, and that's the main event, and uh, that's uh, King Mo versus uh, Phil Davis. This is an interesting fight to me because it is quote unquote a Bellator guy versus quote unquote a UFC guy, and I think anytime they can make those fights, I think that's interesting to see how the Bellator talent stacks up with a UFC level talent. Well, I think uh, King Mo was a strike force guy too, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was that a lead yeah, XC? I don't know. I get those two mixed up a lot. Strike? No, you're right. Strike force, and he was not offered the uh, opportunity to come over from Strike Force to the UFC like yeah. a lot of the other guys were. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I don't know, man. You know, King Mo. You know, obviously a great athlete. I just don't get excited when he fights. Um, you know, Phil Davis, obviously a great athlete. I don't really get that excited when he fights either. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna, I don't know if we're gonna end up seeing a different version of, you know, like John Fitch versus Jake Shields or something tomorrow night. I don't know. You, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah, even know that's true. where it that could, goes. It could easily I, end up like that. It could, it could be, you know, it could be two guys. And typically when you got two really good wrestlers, it's going to negate. It's going to come down to stand-up. You know, if it does come down to stand-up, man, i got to pick Mo. He just seems like he's going to be a little bit more well-versed in that. Uh, Phil Davis, you know, obviously can do some stand-up, but he just, I, I mean, seems like his game is uh, – Let's let's grab him and put him on the ground, and uh, I don't, you know, I I just I can't get excited about it. I guess is what I'm saying. Is that bad? Is that bad that I can't get excited about King Mo and Phil Davis? No, because I think I think your anal your 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 analysis of the potential of the fight is is correct. I mean, 
you know, you got two wrestlers. I mean, I'm not, I'm not overly excited for the fight. I'm just interested in the matchup. Um, yeah. You know, because I've always, and, I've always and, wondered and how, how King Mo would translate. I mean, because I don't think he's a great fighter. I think he's a good fighter. Um, you know, I think his stand-up is overrated. I think his wrestling, uh, you know, he seems not to go to the wrestling until he's already gassed, so that makes it sloppy. Right. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested in that fight. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that fight. I mean, I'm not saying I won't, I won't watch it. What I'm saying is, is I, I just can't. You know, I'll watch it because it's on the card, right? And then I'm hoping that you know there's going to be a couple other fights on the card. You know, they're, you know, they're always trying to make some sort of you know rivalry type deal. You know, this and that. Man, I just want to see guys fight. I don't really care what organization they were in. I just want to see good fights. And uh, I I typically I typically just don't get into watching King Mo fight. So I don't know. You know, I, I don't I don't know that I'll you know tune in to watch that right off the bat. Well, you know, you know me. I'm I'm always into the showmanship and the uh, ridiculous WWE type entrances. That's oh, absolutely. Kind of, uh, always piques my interest. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that. <laughs> but but at least at, I mean at least they've got two guys with name value that are legitimate MMA fighters. That are yeah, they're the not. Card. Yeah, not, you know, they're not. Absolutely, they're not bomb fights, and they're not, you know, yeah. I mean, you got, you know, you got guys that, you know, are worth marketing, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree with that. I do agree with that. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, you know, and that's a huge thing. We always talk about that with Bellator, you know, why don't they ever market, you know, why don't they ever, you know, market the younger guys, man? You know, why are they always trying to put on 1993's best fights and, you know, <laughs> the last big, uh internet backyard sensation, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's put, let's put some of the up and comers on and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, this is a way to go. Right. Cause in a sense, you know, Phil Davis, he's still trying to make it, still trying to make a name, you know, be a champ. And, uh, so, you know, King Mo, he just wants to keep solidifying that legacy because he's been around a long time. So of course the big card tomorrow night is the USC 198, they're calling it Brazil's homecoming. That's uh, in Curitiba, Anderson Silva's um, home uh, area, by the way, which he was, I guess, pulled from the card because he had a late surgery. But I tell you what, man, I look up and down this uh, card, and uh, this is an extremely uh, heavy card, man. I mean, there's there's a lot of names on this card. There's a lot of good matchups. I'm, I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, Definitely. Um, it's ridiculous is what this card is. This card is like everybody who ever fought anybody good in Brazil is on this card. It's kind of ridiculous. <coughs> even on the, uh, I mean, even on the prelims, you got uh, Tiago Santos, you got Damian Maia. I mean, that's I mean, that's ridiculous. That's just on the prelims because they probably couldn't fit them all on the big card. You got Cyborg debuting tomorrow. Ah, it's just going to be ridiculous. It's going to be yeah, absolutely I mean, you got ridiculous. Little Nog on the fight path. 
he couldn't even make the TV card. I mean, that's that's you know. That's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, let's talk about the. I like this matchup a lot. I'm curious to see how this one turns out, though I think I already know how it's going to turn out, unfortunately. Uh, Damian Maya and Matt Brown. I don't know if you got to see any of the weigh ins, but Matt Brown uh, came into the weigh in and, of course, was getting booed unmercifully like anybody else who doesn't claim to be from Brazil. <laughs> and um, he, he, he stood on the. He stood on the. the uh, Scale and turned his back to the audience and flipped him the double bird. Wow! So he he went full heel, which was cool. But uh, Danny Matt, Myers, you know, just, that's Brown, a dominant man. guy. He's a tough guy. Danny Myers is a tough guy. So is Matt Brown. Yeah, Matt Brown. I mean, that guy is tough. Yeah, that guy just comes to fight, man, and. uh if he gets in Damian Maya's face and doesn't let Damian Maya settle into that ground pace and and everything that he does, and he gets in there and starts throwing those elbows and getting crazy like Matt Brown does, it's going to be a long night for Damian Maya. Now, if Damian Maya can, uh, you know, impose his will, put the game plan on there, you know, tie him up a little bit and uh, just not get blasted, I think Damian Maya will probably do okay, but I'll be shocked if Damian Maia finishes Matt Brown. Yeah, I don't think he's going to finish him. Um, and, and I think Matt Brown, if he wants to win the fight tomorrow, he's got to end it early. I think Matt Brown is capable of doing that. I think he can knock out Damian Maia. I think his, his stand-up is, 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 that much, is better than Maia's enough to get him that win. But the problem comes in, you know, how long is it going to take for Maya to get this thing to the ground? Because when it gets to the ground, I have a lot, I mean, I respect Matt Brown's ground game, but um, Damian Maya is just a, on another level than most people. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be 15 minutes of just frustration and aggravation for Matt Brown if this fight goes to the ground. Yeah. And I absolutely agree with you, but I just, I just don't think Matt Brown's going to let it get there. I'm sure he's training takedown defense. I think he's a little longer than Damian Maya, if I'm not mistaken. So, and so Matt, I think Matt Brown puts his uh, his striking to work, puts his elbows to work, you know, just and just puts his grit to work. Man, that guy is just he's just one of those guys. You, you have to kill him or stop him to win the fight. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely a lunch pail type of guy and uh, is always, always ready and doesn't have an ounce of quit in him either. No, not at all. Another uh, pretty interesting fight, of course, the long-awaited uh, debut of Chris Cyborg versus Leslie Smith. I mean, poor Leslie Smith. I feel sorry for you. At least you you got a trip to Brazil and a paycheck. Man, you think it's going to be that, Because Leslie Smith looks like she could handle the size. I mean, you know, we we remember Cyborg. We remember Cyborg back in the day, but you never know, man. Leslie Smith might give her a fight. You know, women's MMA's come a long way. And, uh, I'm going to root for the underdog on this one. I'm going to say 
Leslie Smith gets it done. Not decisively, but she gets it done. Like she takes a bad beating, but she gets it done. Nah, I would say kidding. that, but <laughs> yeah. So you know, here's the thing. I, I don't think it would surprise me, but I just don't. I, I don't. Let's just jump back to reality. Um, but my question is, so this is a catchweight fight at 140. I watched the weigh-in. Uh, Cyborg looked completely awful, drawn in. I mean, she didn't look like she had a bad weight. Uh, like she wasn't sucking down Gatorade or anything like that. But um, yeah, they read it on the card because it's in Brazil. Is there a future for her if, she, let's say, she goes out and she absolutely annihilates Leslie Smith like we all probably think that she's going to do? A minute and a half, the fight's over, she's on the cage. Do you think there's anything that she could do tomorrow night to convince Dana White to add the 145-pound division for the women? You know what? They might. They probably need to. You probably got a lot of girls who could do it, who could fight at forty. You, you know, there's heavier girls out there. That I mean, there there just are. And uh, I mean, if she's been fighting at forty five already, right? There's there are heavier girls out there that can make the weight. I think I think there's enough of a draw for it. I mean. There can't there can't be any less of a draw for it than uh, men's flyweight, right? Yeah. You got one guy tearing through all of them, and there's plenty of them, right? They're just popping out of the woodwork because you know there's always going to be those ones, right? They can't make 35 because there's the weight, right? It hurts them to make 35, so now let's go to 45. You know, same thing with the uh, same thing with bantamweight going to flyweight. Right, too small at 35, so I'm gonna go down to 25. It's you know, there's got to be some of those out there, but uh, she's gonna have to she's gonna have to win decisively to put it on. Yeah, she is the uh, Invicta featherweight championship champion. So, you know, it could be another one of those instances where maybe the UFC just pulls in all of the. 140, 45 pound ladies from Invicta, like they did with the uh, 115. Um, yeah. You know, another thing that would be interesting is, you know, I mean, we all look at her and we think, you know, she's a she's a killer, right? And she has been for all intents and purposes. But at the same time, you know, she hasn't. I don't know that I believe that she's fought the best of the best. At forty or thirty-five or maybe even forty-five, I just I don't I don't know that I believe that. I think. Um, yeah. I'm I with think you. There's more That's for why her to I prove. think Leslie Smith. Yeah, I think there is a chance. Right. So. I I just think Cyborg's power is going to be too much. Her stand-up is brutal. Her knees are brutal. Her Muay Thai is just brutal. And. I think I think that's I think tomorrow it's going to show that you know probably could she make the weight at thirty five Yeah, she could probably make it, but she's gonna she's gonna bust up a lot of girls if she has to do that. She's gonna bust up a lot of girls. Eventually, she's probably not gonna make weight anymore. So if they want to keep her in there, they're gonna have to do it at a weight 
where she can maintain. And if she was completely drawn out at 45, that's just what that's going to be. It's going to have to be 45, you know. Tomorrow's a yeah, catch weight at 40. So. Leslie Smith was happy, so she looks healthy. So I think it's going to be a good fight. But I think the power is going to be too much. But I'm going to root for Leslie anyway. Because I was like rooting for the underdog, but I uh, can't wait to see Cyborg crush somebody tomorrow night. And then, since we're coming to a close, we're going to just jump right to the main event. Um, if we have time, we'll hit the Jacquery and the P Tour. Uh, but the, the main event, of course, is a heavyweight fight for Bruce Silver defending against Stephen Miocic. I, I mean, I I think Stephen is a good fighter. He never really struck me as a contender or a threat to be champion. Uh, you know, I got to go with uh, Fabricio to win that fight. Man, I got to pick Fabricio too. Man, I think he's uh, I think he's got a few more tools. Um, Stipe Stipe is a dynamic athlete. Keeps coming. Great wrestler. Great boxer. Um, I'm you know I maybe it'll go all five rounds because he's he's just a tough guy. But uh, I got to say, I got to think Fabricio pulls that one out. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all for it to go all five rounds. He is a tough guy, but I'm with you. I, yeah. I think uh, we're doing have a little bit more uh, options, you know, in his pocket. But anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the Majority Decision. Thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MajorityMMA. And be with us right here on Sunday at 10 p.m. Central, live on Fox Talk Radio. We are out.